Hi, and welcome to Digital Insight. I'm Shamaya Opabor. And I am Sigurd Lerfeld. Today, we're looking at how digital developments can complement sustainability at Sueco and in our industry. Now, everyone already knows the urgency of the climate crisis, and there are usually two schools of thoughts about how it's going to go. Either we're all doomed and there's no solution, or we're not, and modern technological innovations are going to be required to make our planet more sustainable, and if we're smart about it, we can solve these global problems. So, Sigurd, which one is it? Well, at Sveco, we tend to look at the solution side of things, and, and personally, I'm, I'm a tech optimist, so I definitely believe that we, we sort of hold the power to create a sustainable future. Now, with us here in the studio today, we've also got Andreas Gillenhammer, who is Sueco's Chief Sustainability Officer. I have a question to both of you, but I would like to start with you, Sigurd. What exactly is your job here at Sueco? What do you do? Well, I'm Chief Digital Officer, and that's a brand new role, but I'm, I'm not brand new. I've been in Sveco for, for more than 10 years. But this, the job is essentially about accelerating the digital journey within the business, which sort of means to increase the value that we create for our clients and the society around us. So one way to do that is to explore and develop new services, business models, and generally try to create new value, sort of like digital entrepreneurship. And the other way is to improve our existing business by increasing productivity, quality, and, of course, sustainability, which is the topic for today. Now, Andreas, you're Sueco's chief sustainability officer. Mm -hmm. But what does that really mean? What do you do here? It's actually a good question because it can differ a lot between companies. Absolutely. Uh, for my, the main essence of what I do is I, I develop and try to implement Sueco's sustainability strategy and work with different networks of heads of sustainability on our markets and monitor market development. We cross-connect experts and we, we share best practice on how to achieve two goals mainly, and that is to, to capitalize as much as possible on the sustainability transformations that society is going through. And the second one is to maximize our sustainability output in all our assignments. That is minimizing the, the footprint, but also maximizing the handprint of, of our design and advice. Okay, so you're kind of on two parallel tracks in the work that you do. But how does Sueco contribute to designing a more sustainable society? Uh, in so many ways. I mean, in, in all our markets, we are, are shifting, we are uh, introducing more renewable energy, we are designing for biking and walking, and, and we, we do uh, this climate trans transition where we try to think more about how to, to move towards a circular economy. So I think it's, it's different because we do 100,000 projects everywhere, so it's hard to kind of nail sustainability is, is everywhere in, in what we do. Now, I know that you spend a lot of time looking at trends and things that are happening around the world as mm. well as within our company and in society as a whole. But how does digitalization come into all of this that you're doing in your sustainability work? I think when I started to get really excited about digitalization was then I saw that it, it has two of the, the things that sustainability really needs right now. And, and one is speed because we're in short of time here. And the second is the possibility to really scale solutions. So that was when I started to think about smart cities and how to do the digitalization in, in an urban development context. But now I would say when sustainability is, is becoming more and more integrated, we see that digitalization is the, the leapfrog to, to those solutions. It can be really cheap and really fast to achieve something. Now, we know that digitalization and sustainability are big topics at Sueco right now. Um, 
What do you think we can do to bring the two closer together? I really think that they need each other, I would say, that uh, sustainability, as, as I said before, they need digitalization in order to speed up and scale up. And digitalization needs sustainability to have a purpose, to, to, to really be sure of what it's the meaning of it. Otherwise, digitalization can be used in any direction of, of societal development. But this gives it kind of a, a purpose and, and a, a meaning. And what do you say, Sigurd? Can they be the best of friends, digitalization and sustainability? I think they already are the best of friends. <laughs> you can apply sort of digital tools to, to achieve both good and, and sort of like bad objectives, right? But I, I definitely see that the potential within sustainability to use digital tools either to get the information you need early on or to simulate a number of thousands, millions of different solutions to find the most optimal solution for this project. There is a huge potential there in in. Uh, creating a more sustainable society. I agree. And, and I also see the potential now for creating the same disruption that digitalization has managed to do in, in other industries, in, in, in print and media and, and music and, and banking, for example. So I think we're on the verge of that happening now when, when we start to get closer and, and collaborate on this. Yeah, definitely. And and if you, I mean, if you look at the construction industry, who, who I think is, is it 40% or something of, of the world's climate emissions yes. coming from our industry. So the mm. potential of, of, of accelerating here with, with our clients in, in sort of our industry, it's, it's huge potential. Andreas, you said we're running out of time. Um, what can digitalization do to help sustainability make those goals so that in five years from now, in 10 years from now, we know that we haven't run out of time? I used to think about the example of Estonia. In Estonia, you can you can create a business and you can get a permit in like 18 minutes and you do it by yourself in front of the computer. Okay. This is the kind of speed we need when we are transitioning towards sustainability as well. I mean, we need to, to change our cities and when we don't have time to rebuild them. That takes 40, 50 years. But if we can run them in a different way, they run the flows, the traffic, the, the energy and, and the cooperation about that. So it's about refining information to, to knowledge and then to, to smartness in order to kind of monitor and, and also steer what we do in, in, a, in a better way. And that digitalization can, can really make that happen. And how does this mix of digital and sustainability pan out in solutions that actually help our clients? Sigurd, what do you think? Well, I think like Andreas is saying, sustainability is sort of the goal, right? And digitalization is, is a tool that can get us there. And like we can either like do sustainable projects, but we can also and should definitely do all our projects in a more sustainable way. And that's where I think digital plays sort of the, the, the major role because it is one of the most powerful tools to help us design more sustainable solutions. And, and I truly believe, like Andreas is saying as well, that our clients will demand this from us. Uh, they're already doing it to some extent, but they will to a much larger extent in the future. And that means that our tools need to be able to, to, to be optimized for, for climate emissions, climate adaptation and, and energy consumption. Now, Secret was talking about tools that can help our clients optimize energy consumption and control emissions. Well, there's currently a tool that Sueco is using and selling on the market today that does some of what Sigurd was talking about. It's called the Carbon Cost Compass, or C3 tool, and it gives you a very good overview, before you've even started a construction project, of what the financial cost is, but also the carbon emissions of any building. 
If you want to compare building materials, you can do it really easily by changing out the walls with a thinner wall or with another material, and then you can compare the costs and emissions of the two. It's all displayed in a user-friendly way, so it's pretty much easy for anyone to access and understand the information. Well, we're going to look at this tool in detail shortly with one of Sueco's clients, Big Vesta. But first, we talked a little earlier to Elise Grosse. I'm head of sustainability for Sveco Architects in Sweden. Elise explains the big picture here and why it's so important to understand the true emissions from a building. Uh, it's really important now to, uh, you know, really move our awareness forward in terms of the carbon uh, that we have embedded in our building materials. We know a lot already about the operational carbon that uh, we consume when we operate our buildings. So we have come uh, quite a bit by reducing the operational uh, energy for our buildings, which reduce also carbon emissions. And we have new regulations in Europe that is also pushing this development or interest in carbon emissions as a new currency. We have the Fit for 55, which uh, is mandatory for us to reduce uh, carbon emissions from our operation, but also other regulations like the EU taxonomy and the Green Deal and uh, not the least the Paris Agreement, which we have signed to become net zero carbon neutral for uh, 2050, 20, or for some cities already by 2030. So here, looking at the real estate and construction industry, we omit maybe 40% of the total global emissions. So we carry a very big responsibility. So here it's really crucial to not just reduce the energy in operations and the carbon from our operations, but really to move forward in terms of carbon in our embedded in our materials, which is kind of like 60% almost from a building's life cycle of 60 years. That is how much carbon we have stored in our materials. Now, if you weren't already sensing the urgency in reducing carbon emissions, then take a look at the cost of carbon. Elise Grosse likes to talk about a carbon currency. You can put a price on carbon emissions, and when you do, it changes the way you look at construction costs. Each kilo carbon emission that we emit uh, into the atmosphere has a cost to society. We call it shadow cost. And in Sweden, that cost is... Uh, seven kroners a kilo, like 0.7 euro a kilo. So if you make a huge reuse of a building with, with the concrete structure, concrete foundation, the facade, uh, maybe like 15,000 square meters, like a city block, that could be equivalent to 3,600 ton carbon, which is 2.5 million euro worth of cost for society. We are not pay we're not being accountable for this shadow cost at the moment uh, in the real estate and construction, really. But with the the Paris Agreement and all these new regulations, the carbon currency, the carbon that we produce, most likely it will have an increased cost uh, in the future. And that would be in terms of taxes or some sort of, fine or something that would have to be paid? Well, we're already paying, like some industries, some sectors already pay for this carbon when they're producing stuff like the energy sector and the industrial sector pay this carbon tax in Europe. And when the carbon tax, when it was first, uh, when you first input this new regulation, the cost was maybe five euro. 
uh, per ton. And this January, it was up at 98 euro a ton. So that's the price development that we had just during these last years. And uh, I think with the new generation, the new Greta generation gets to vote this year. So, of course, uh, they will demand that the polluters have to pay. So that conversation with Elise got me on the move. I went to meet a company that is very aware of these costs, both the financial cost of construction, but also the carbon cost and the emissions that go with any production. These guys have been using the C3 tool, the carbon cost compass, to help them get a better overall picture. Joining me to the meeting was Sueco architect Karin Hertig. We're 10 minutes early. Everyone is early in Sweden. You can't turn up late. But we used the time to let Karin explain this web-based C3 tool first. We looked at a building in the tool. It was a 3D design that you see on your computer screen, and you can also move it around in all directions. I started by asking Karin how easy it was to use the tool. As an architect as I am, it's really as you draw as usual in your uh, Revit model, but you use these C3 objects that we've prepared in the, in the tool. And you draw with those, and then you, may, you draw your building. And when you've drawn your building, you just open it in the web window. And in the web window, uh, the tool makes the connection to the database, which have all the numbers for those C3 objects. And you get the calculations for the carbon and the cost. And we call these building parts recipes. So we have actually a cookbook where we have all the recipes, all the building parts. And that's where you can choose to make a new recipe with a thinner slab of concrete or a thicker one. And you will add the, um, the numbers for the carbon and, and cost footprint on that recipe. So that is how you work, uh, use it. Um, so it's really, really easy and, and also uh, when you look in the web window, you don't even have to know Revit or anything. It's just any one of us can use it. That's fantastic. So I would be able to just have a little click around and, yeah, and be able to have understand. Okay. <laughs> so she put me on the spot there. But sure enough, it wasn't so tricky to click around and find All your way. Right. So I, I see this building. It yeah. seems like it has four floors and an entryway. It looks like it's a multiple housing, uh, family housing dwelling. Yep. I'm clicking on something that is blue. Yep. And the blue says that it is an inner wall that yep. is uh, has some sort of framing in steel. And I see uh, without my glasses that it is 22. I'm not sure what the 22 yeah. is. It's an estimation of that this per square meter, this would have like 22 kilos of carbon uh, carbon footprint and the cost would right. be about 2,000 kronos a square meter. Uh, so you get an indication when you and then you can go down here and choose to change ah, the wall. I see it. Change the recipe. Yeah, so you just click that one first and then you can scroll and you can find a lot oh, of different. So wow. there you can choose and change the inner wall and in this instant you change the recipe it, it changes all the columns and the calculation. So then you can compare the different laborations. Uh -huh. uh, yes. Yeah, that one. So as you work in changing different materials, you can I go back and it. forth and see in columns and in, f in colors and in numbers how it changes. And so I see here that um, 
in this model that I've just clicked on when you yeah. told me that I could compare, I can see already that if I use some recycled materials, I can really drop the amount of CO2 that is uh, emitted in the building. It's really quite fantastic. Yeah. So that can also be a way if you want to discuss, is it, is it, is there value for us to go recycle materials in this building? It's really easy to then decide in an early stage, okay, maybe we don't have enough windows that will work in this because we will have to buy new ones because there are so many, we won't be able to find it in the market. But we see we have two entry doors and two doors we might find. So you can choose then to, okay, but start looking for two entry doors and the bricks on the facade, oh, that's quite, Easy, and then you can say how much it would actually do to, to change the bricks into recycled bricks. So it can also be a motivator for the whole project uh, and the client to see how much effect it does. Now we were looking at all of this at the offices of Big Vesta, as I mentioned. Who are they? Well, they're a Swedish company that develop, build, own, and maintain rental accommodation, apartment blocks. But they do it with a long-term sustainable mindset and they've come quite far in offering environmentally friendly accommodation. They're always trying to take the next step. So we spoke to... Marcus Svensson, and I work at a company called Big Vesta. Marcus is actually the managing director of Big Vesta Development, but he has that typical Swedish modesty thing of avoiding using a title. For many companies that actually produce houses, they need to understand uh, both costs uh, and the footprint, uh, I think it's easier to actually make a difference if you can understand in very early stages. Calculating just bef before the house is finished is too late. Okay, so how, do you, how have you used it? Do you sit down with Karin or with someone else and you say, okay, let's take a look at it? Um, I think... Uh, Corinne knows a lot, so, so uh, it's, it's important for more people to understand uh, uh, how we actually construct the house uh, and for more people to understand it. So visualizing for a broader audience uh, who are into uh, the process, if it's um, the municipality or it's, if it's so a decision makers as well as people that are actually yeah or, or even carpenters or okay. so they understand okay this is the the whole this is what it looks like what can what change it can we make uh, and even for the producers of uh, slabs etc for them to understand we need this uh, but could you please make it uh, in a different way because your footprint is far too big and we've also noticed that if you also have this visual tool and you sit together and you talk about it and you do these elaborations, you can very easily get a deep discussion about different solutions in a multidisciplinary group, which you wouldn't get if you got a document or a report from each uh, discipline. So you can really time efficient and cost efficient get quite far in where you need to focus. Marcus Svensson then showed us more in concrete terms how Big Vesta is making use of the tool. We had an example of a building up on the C3 tool and Marcus talked about the different options it gave him. The focus that we have is of course using uh, different types of materials instead of pure cement, yeah. like uh, using ash from seed uh, and, and by using 
that we can go from 400 kilograms of cement per cubic meter down to 200 which is taking it down by half the amount of cement that you need by only adding 40 kilograms of ash from, from the sea. That's one thing, but you can also go into saying, okay, this wall, I know by standard it is uh, 200 millimeters. But if you are a bit more careful, you can go down to 180 uh, millimeters instead. And you know that because the accuracy of the building is higher because you use a model. Uh, and the, you can do your sum calculation, etc. And you can see that, okay, this is okay to go down. So this is the type of, of uh, simulation uh, and describing tool that I think we are going to use in the, in the future. The final question then. How much can we reduce emissions using a digital tool like this? First Karin, then Marcus. It's really hard to give an exact number because it depends. But there are different ways you can use the tool to lower the, the carbon emission footprint. And one way is to look at the geometry of the building, because if you have 200 extra square meters in a building, that is really a big impact on, on the cost and the, the carbon footprint. You can also look if you have a, a bigger scale project where you can choose where to put the building on the site. Maybe you can see that you have different kind of foundation you need to do in different part of the plot. And if you can put the the building where it's cheaper to do the foundation, you will also save so much carbon. And that is also a way. And, or, and if, you, if you see that you need to do really heavy foundation, maybe you can choose to work with a lighter uh, structure frame, not to have to do the really heavy foundation. So in that way, you can also uh, find different ways. Well, I, I, it's a path. And, and I think it's a very interesting tool or type of tool. Uh, that actually can uh, describe uh, the different ways of actually assembling a house together. Uh, and, and so there are different ways of assembling a house from pure wood uh, to concrete a house. And of course, some are, are easier to make changes to and some are more efficient in building, some are more efficient in, in, in labor hours, etc. Do you think we can get to zero emissions? I think definitely that we can get to zero emissions uh, and the science has shown that all these different ways of actually building can go down to zero, but it will cost different. If, so it is a way that you actually show that you, we can go down to zero by doing things to the concrete industry, by doing things to the, to the steel industry. Uh, and, and onwards. So uh, I think, uh, yes, you need these types of tools to actually go down to zero. So Sigurd, what's your take on this C3 tool? Well, I think it's really cool. And I especially like sort of the combination where you have a diversified and competent team who has the right digital tools, because that is a very powerful mix. And, and that is the essence of the C3 tool. It gives the consultant together with the client, the possibility to early on in the design process, design for the cost and the carbon amb ambition. So it's, it's really about having access to the relevant information when you need it 
in a simple way so that you can make the best decisions for the project. And that really is the beauty of this tool. Now, we heard from Andreas, and he also spoke about climate urgency. Do you think tools like this can help? Yeah, I mean, the speed needed to make the green shift is, is critical. And, and our industry is one of the largest contributors to, to climate emissions. But we're also sort of on the brink of digital disruption. And, and in Sveco, we're sort of in the middle of this. You know, we are the major player in Europe in transforming society together with our clients. And there is so many examples of how digital tools is making a climate impact within Sveco. Thank you so much, Sigurd. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more about the C3 tool, go to ondemand.sueco.se and search for C3. Thanks for listening. <laughs>